With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
citizens of Earth. Welcome, human. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kair, and you are now rocking with the best. This is Original Native Radio, and welcome to the Tower of Tantra each and every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. This is not a local broadcast. This is not a national broadcast. This is not even an international broadcast. This is a galactical broadcast. A big shout out to the planet Pluto. Big shout out to the planet Uranus. Big shouts out to the planet Saturn, of course, and tomorrow he's going into Scorpio, so big, big, big ups to the planet Saturn and all my Martian and alien friends and all you friendly human beings that are down here just listening each and every Thursday night. I really, really appreciate it. <clears throat> of course, tonight's show is being brought to you by a proud sponsor, RelaxationIsTheKey.com as well as my special assistants, because, you know, teamwork makes dream work around here, and you can't get to the top by yourself. Big shouts out to our other sponsor tonight, BlackHealths.com and PinkHealths.com. Get away from Limp Larry and turn yourself, drop that zero and get turned into a hero around this piece. More on that later. Jumping out the building, that's what you want to do. You want somebody getting up in the morning like a deer in the headlights and cooking you breakfast with some fat biscuits. Go ahead and shoot on over to blackhealth.com. And for you ladies, shoot on over to pinkhealth.com. Yeah! We got all kind of good stuff coming for you. This is uh, Coach Kyrie shooting on location up in the building up here in Baltimore. Big shouts out to Vital Body Works and Training, getting it in. Whole lot of big things popping on for the new for the new year. September twenty first was the beginning of the new year. If you need to get a, a find out why your astrological season starts September the twenty first, please don't be afraid to call Coach Kyer three three six five eight seven one two one five. Or you can go over to CoachKAppointments.com and check out all the other services that I offer as well. Zoom in to tune in and do not get caught with your pants down. A lot of big things happening for the next two and a half years, starting tomorrow. So, I don't know, I'm going to have to just do a, a Tantra astrology show one night with me and Master Yao and give you all some insight, especially since we got this big Grand Trine Level 2 class coming up this weekend in Baltimore. Woo! I'm telling you, this one is going to be major, major, major. Something that hasn't been seen um, just it hasn't been seen yet, but the good thing is it is the fruition 
of a brother's dreams, not just my dreams, not the dreams of those who want to go further into the depths of Tantra and the Tower of Tantra, but by the man who has put it together himself, Master Yael Morris. Tonight's show, we're going to really get into tantric energy, right? I know we had the opening song about sexual healing, and a lot of you know about sexual energy, but we're going to talk about tantric energy tonight, all right? And we're going to talk about the magnetism effect of tantric energy, and when you start looking at a sequence of events. So we really want to start getting people to open their minds past the genitalia when you think about the words Tantra and Tower of Tantra and start looking at a sequence of events and the things that are happening around us and you and your life if you're tuning into this show. Uh, big ups to Miami, big ups to California, big ups to New Jersey, big ups to Sirius Brother, big ups to all the sisters who are here who are really getting it in and being real serious about this Grand Triumph movement and bringing Tantra um, and making it available. I'm not going to say bringing Tantra because Tantra's always been here. It's just been hidden. You had to have qualified people who were really serious about this energy to bring it to the public. So I'm really happy about where we're at. And without further further ado, I want to come in and bring in my hostess with the mostest, 20 years plus in the game of Tantra, the serious business of Tantra, world traveler, engineer, uh, great friend, great brother, great son, just an all-around super-duper guy. Y'all put y'all hands together for my main man and yours, Master Yao Morris. Big brother Yao, how you doing tonight? I'm doing most excellent and blessed. I want to say hello and greetings to all of the listeners out there. I just uh, appreciate you so much. I want to, I want to say that. I want to stay from the beginning, as we do often on this show, that our goal is to clear a path for you to become the highest and best version of yourself. And we always say, the highest and best version of yourself is the natal self you were born with, your natal DNA blueprint. And we say that Tantra is the highest form of the sexual life. When you, get to, when you take your sexual life and bring it up to its highest and best form, it is Tantra. That is becoming Tantra. And as always, our show is dedicated to clearing away the false beliefs that stop people from living their highest and best life, from having their highest and best experience. Good evening, Big Brother Kyrie. You're in the, in the Baltimore, and this week the energy has just been crazy. Uh, <laughs> what do I mean by crazy? I mean people are just finding that... Uh, Things that have been holding them back for months just all of a sudden broke through. And there, there's a lot of uh, communication between people here in our little circle and the ancestors and the uh, nature spirits. I've heard of more special dreams, visions, and 
people having experiences than I have in a long time. And I believe that uh, there are many people who lived on the earth in the last two or 300 years who practiced Tantra, perhaps in secret, who are now passed on, living on the other side as ancestors, who are looking down on us saying, we're getting ready to take this to another level. And they're, so to speak, putting in their bid or they are pulling the puppet strings or they are uh, nudging people in the butt to um, go ahead and take that next step. Uh, Grand Trine Level 2 is two days away. And I must say, uh, my home, the energy in my home, I, I think uh, if we took a spirit count downstairs, uh, we probably over the capacity of this building <laughs> and uh, and growing as they gather and commune with each other, anticipating what is to come. Mr. Kaya, how was your trip to Baltimore? Man, I'm loving every minute of it. I'm loving the I'm loving the, the possibilities that are opening, just like you said, um, each and every each and every moment for my own personal growth, and as I told you earlier, I am happy, 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 happy that the Grand Trine is going to be benefiting so many people, but my own uh, self-love, I'm like ecstatic and overjoyed just for me being able to be involved at so many different levels, you know, being able to be here and ride shotgun each and every week, soaking it up, you know, adding to my uh, repertoire and my reservoir. My cup is now truly running over. And um, I just I welcome the opportunity. I can't wait to see uh, some old faces in the place, some new faces, um, and definitely have, I mean, I'm, I'm almost like a girl in church laughing, just so giddy about being able to commune with so many of the ancestors because I travel with a pack of ancestors at all time anyway. So I know that, you know, hopefully some of those um, ancestors who practice Tantra in secret will uh, look upon me and take favor as well to come and put some good stuff on, to put some good stuff on me and the whole family this weekend. So I'm looking forward to it right now. I'm over here on uh What's this, Cool Ridge and Baltimore National? We out here doing it big, man. I, I, I love live radio. I love what I do. I love the Grand Triumph, the Grand Triumph program. Love Master Yao. And, of course, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. I do got to give a big shout-out to uh, Mr. Make It Happen himself. He's helping me out tonight, helping us out, um, running the boards for us tonight. So big shout-outs to Mr. Make It Happen, Mr. Magic Coffee, a.k.a. Oh! Baby let me uh, go back and review. Let me do just a short, uh, a few minutes of history to preface the show that we're going to do tonight. When people think of Tantra, they uh, often think of the Far East, Asia. And no doubt, two of the major Tantric systems were in the area of India and Burma, and the other was located in the area, what we now call Vietnam, Thailand, 
Cambodia and in that uh, in the Sino Peninsula south, south of Korea, basically, the civilization called the Khmers. But one of the most advanced systems, one of the most advanced systems in the of the four systems that I encountered during the Amara project was right here in America. It resided with the Native Americans and they lived in the area from what is now Vancouver, Vancouver, Canada, uh, down into um, north, the Sacramento area, the, the mountain ranges of Northern California, Washington State, Oregon, uh, into Montana and south. Those Indians, if you want to call them that, Native Americans, indigenous peoples, whatever term we want to use, uh, had a system of Tantra. Not much is written down about it. There is not a lot of records about it. But I can tell you that the, the Native Americans in many parts of the country had a system of Tantra. They didn't call it that. But the one in the north west was very pronounced very advanced and that is the one that you know i have, have have had access to i mentioned that tonight because uh there's been an especial amount of movement by those ancestors those native american ancestors to reassert themselves and to reawaken this tradition that no longer is um uh, popular, shall we say. Um, I imagine that when it was practiced, for the most part, it was just reserved for a few priests and a few women who were, um, they had a name, I can't remember how to pronounce it, but basically it's similar to the word for Vestal version. They were not versions, but that would be probably the best way that we could describe them. They they basically dedicated themselves to holding the energy for an entire village. Um, their value, their use, their their uh, status in the tribe was exceptionally high. To do something wrong to one, to violate one, or to uh, injure one was often punished by death because it was considered to be an attack upon the entire tribe. That's just how important they thought these young women were. Unfortunately, as those tribes um, encountered the European uh, incursion in the 1800s, um, a lot of their culture was disrupted. And I believe that while some of it may remain to this day, I don't know that that's not the case. In talking to their ancestors, it appears that there are very few Native Americans alive who are actually practicing that form of Tantra anymore. And I have felt their presence this week exceptionally strong. I believe that there are many people who are considered white, 
as a white race person who are considered African Americans or black people, who are considered Asians, because you must know that because of the railroads, Asians had a great deal of contact with Native Americans in that part of the country in the 1800s. Also, we must understand that San Francisco was a major port for, from China and Japan during that period of time. And in fact, it still serves in that capacity today. So there were many people who fled China, Japan, and those countries because of uh, China went through a period of wars and, and strife and civil whatever, and people would leave. There are other things that happened, and people just traveled because they wanted to travel. So we have three groups of people. Um, we could call them mixed Asians, mixed Africans, mixed whites, who have had contact with this blood. And therefore, they are able to receive that commerce, that communication. They, it is possible for them to, to contact these ancestors. Um, perhaps it's easier for them to do it than it was for me. And I believe that today, especially this week, anyone who fits that profile is feeling very energetic, very high, very uh, motivated to do something. Perhaps they don't know what. In dealing with Contra, what I find is that people do not comprehend that it is a multi-dimensional, multi-disciplined science. In other words, to do Tantra at the higher levels, you must also engage acupuncture. It is important to engage yoga in, in respect to the yoga breath. So breath, as we talked about uh, in a previous show, is very, very, very important. It is important to understand that there are sciences of uh, body work or energy work that are very, very important in order to do Tantra. And so when we get to the higher levels, what we also see is that in, in addition to these uh, disciplines that people are aware of, there is a ritual or metaphysical aspect that must begin to be, be part of the recipe if you are to truly practice Tantra. Let me be more clear. When we are talking about the energy body, we talk about two parts of it. The energy body itself consists of the aura, the, the seven layers to the auric field, which encloses and includes the physical body. And really, the physical body is truly the eighth layer of the auric field. It's the most dense layer. We also have said that the core of this energy field, the, the main power current, is called the central pillar or the tower or the jaded. And so this tower is the central operating component in Tantra. Now, we could stay with acupuncture and reflexology and yoga and such things like this, 
and make great progress in our study and practice of Tantra. But as you begin to move up, what you discover is that there is a metaphysical or esoteric component. What I mean specifically is that you begin to have uh, interaction with your ancestors. Now, we talked about the structure of this tower before, and basically we talked about this tower as being having points or or, or stations along this uh, tower, this central pillar. And we, talk, we call those points or, or central nodes the Dantian. Now, there are four Dantian. Uh, most people at least recognize four. There are actually more and there's subdivisions and subganglia, but we'll just say for the point of argument that there are four of these Dantian. And what happens is that as a person progresses, or becomes more astute and more um, uh, advanced at practicing Tantra, their kundalini energy begins to reside at one of these dantian more than the others. In the beginning, the 95% of the masses, the kundalini resides primarily in the bottommost point which is a point near the base of the spine, the tailbone, uh, approximately half an inch in front of it, uh, near what is called the anal sensor, or in between the prostate in the male and the tailbone, or the, um, uh, uh, there's no no corresponding point in the female, but approximately half of an inch in front of the spine. This, this is called the cauldron, the base of the power current, the, the, the foundation of the basement of the tower. Then these five or four dantian, uh, as you go north or as you go vertically up, are spaced along this tower or column. The first being just a short distance below or near what is called the solar plexus which is very close to what we call the navel or the belly button. So that is the location of the first Dantian. This is important because 95% of the population are operating with 3% kundalini generation. And the kundalini, the logos of the kundalini, or the main focus point of the kundalini where it is sustained is in the cauldron or the lowest most point. Once you begin to raise the kundalini to the second dantian, the second point, some very interesting things begin to happen. And what we mean by this, uh, we don't mean that it just temporarily rises up to that point. We mean that it, that it stays there all the time. There's a big difference between spikes or temporary uh, flares in the production of kundalini and its flow through the tower and a sustained increase. And so we can measure a person's level of evolution by observing where the the kundalini resides in the tower. 
In other words, imagine the tower as being a big column of water about three inches in diameter. And it's always flowing up. And it flows up to um, a particular point. And then the column of water is choked. And then it becomes very like a pencil. Visualize in your mind that at the base of your spine, the column of water begins to rise and it's always flowing up. But it's, it's filling the column three inches in diameter up maybe an inch or so. And then it chokes down. And for the remainder of the column, the water is flowing in a, in a diameter equal to the size of a pencil. Uh, it's like, let's just imagine our pipes in our house, our plumbing. And sometimes you'll cut an old pipe, one of these old uh, galvanized pipes open, and you'll see that it's clogged with goo and gook. And there's just a very tiny, you know, opening in the center of it that allows water to flow. And this is, this is equal to what's happening with the kundalini. That's a rough analogy, but you get the point. And so basically what we're saying is that so the kundalini rises up and it's, it's got a free flow for the first, let us say, inch or two of this pipe. And it's a big column, three inches in diameter. And then all of a sudden, almost before it gets started, this pipe or column is choked down to like uh, from this three-inch diameter pipe to a, a pipe, the, the thickness of the width of a pencil. And that is how the kundalini continues to rise up until it gets to the crown chakra above the head. So in, in raising the kundalini, now what we're saying is that the pipe is cleared up to the navel. So now you have this three-inch column of energy or water coming up to the navel or the first antien, taking residence there, and it stays there. So that what we could say is instead of this column being choked down at the very base of the spine, it's choked approximately six or seven inches higher. This is very important to understand the concept of this because it changes the dynamic of how much kundalini can flow up and out. When the energy is sustained at the first dantian, then we find that the person is considered evolved. They are considered to have obtained the all level of evolution, the first stage of evolution above the sahu. That's not a completely accurate statement, but it's somewhat accurate. And the other thing that we'll see is that the kundalini begins to change in its quality because the kundalini is not one energy. It's three different types of energy that's combined. And one of those types fuels the endocrine system, the glands. It powers the glands. And it's responsible for the secretion of human growth hormones which triggers all the other hormones, especially the pituitary hormones and the thyroid hormones. We'll come back to that. Now, when you raise the level of kundalini permanently, in other words, when you clear that pipe from the cauldron at the base of the spine up to the first dantian at the navel, and the kundalini takes up residence there, then 
the entire structure of the tower begins to also evolve so that more kundalini flows up the, the entire, um, the rest of the circuit, even though you've only cleared a portion of it. And we find that the types of kundalini produced changes so that you're, uh, you're, you're producing more of a certain type of kundalini. This is important because when the person gets their kundalini up to the first dantian, they are able to possess an ancestor. And in fact, what we find is that this sometimes happens temporarily. Uh, so, and if the person is not trained, then strange things can happen. For instance, have you ever observed in church where people go into a trance and begin to speak all kinds of gibberish and begin to act funny and begin to just jump up and just become very excited and they, they say they're speaking in tongues or they're doing this, that, and the other? I think in the authentic cases of that, I, I think most of the times it's just people pretending. But there are authentic cases. And in the authentic cases of that, somehow the kundalini has risen to the first dantian. So that person then is in touch with the spirit world in a way that we are not in touch with them. Now, let me make an analogy for you so that you can comprehend what I'm saying. Imagine a TV set operating, and you can get four or five channels on this TV. And so your kundalini, your TV is powered by kundalini, not electricity. That, that is the electricity. And in order for this TV to, re, to, to, to receive channels, it has to have enough kundalini energy so that it can stay on. So most people only get the first channel. They can't get the other four channels of the five because they don't have enough power to receive that signal so that when you boost the voltage or whatever and, and you're able to pull in that signal, that all of a sudden you change the channel and you find there are four more TV stations we didn't know about. Those TV stations were always there. But if you turned the channel before, you didn't get anything but static because there was no power because you're not connected to the grid. You've got your own little generator in the basement, and that generator is kundalini. So when you bring the dantian up to the when you bring the kundalini up to the first dantian, it is possible for you to make contact with the ancestor world and for a person to possess an ancestor. In other words, they bring the spirit of the ancestor into their art body, and the ancestor is fed by their energy, and they basically then are able to see some of what the ancestor sees, and the ancestor is able to see some of what they see. In other words, to put it very simply, you've dialed in to the afterlife. You've basically dialed in to the afterlife. To the untrained person who does this, strange things happen. Schizophrenia, paranoia, is one of the most common examples of this. It's when a person has, for whatever reason that we don't understand, 
they have a particular tower structure so that uh, the, the current rises up to the first dantian over periods of time. And the person is able to tap into the spirit world. And what they do is they don't have a full consciousness of the spirit world, but a partial consciousness of it such that they hear voices and they fluctuate between their personality and the personality of the spirit that they're in touch with. The spirit doesn't know what's happening. This spirit or ancestor or dark deceased entity that they've made contact with is not doing anything. They were just floating in the afterlife on the other side, floating as a ghost on this world, doing whatever it is that they do, and this person then somehow, for whatever reason, sort of like snatched them up and plugged them into his tower. And as a consequence, the person becomes paranoid. They become paranoid because they don't have a constant view of this earth. Their view changes. One minute, they're seeing the earth through their five senses the way we experience it. The next hour, their experience only a part of what we experience. They can't see, hear, or understand everything that we do, but a part of their uh, cognitive ability is focused in on some aspect of the spirit world or one being in the spirit world so that there is a sharing of consciousness with that entity. And then the person becomes paranoid because they don't always believe what they see and because the human mind, untrained, is not set up to have this type of cognitive experience. It's disorienting, it's, dis, uh, it's discordant, it's distressful, and the person, if they experience it over a long period of time, can become so disoriented that they appear to be crazy or insane. The opposite side of this is that if you achieve this, you can obtain healing abilities. What do we mean? We mean that this person can go up to someone and conduct some type of a healing, and by doing this, they are indeed not healing the person based on their own faculties, they are channeling energy and knowledge from someplace else in the spirit world to that person, and the consequence is that the person is healed. I'll give you another example. Some people are born in such a way or they've manipulated their tower in such a way that this energy rises up to the first dantian randomly without management, and the person tunes into a spirit or ancestor who is very uh, able, who has a wide worldview, who can see a lot of things on earth. And because they are not constrained by the same time-space continuum that the flesh human is, they can often predict very accurately situations or conditions in the future or in the past. These persons we call mediums, psychics, seers. 
normally in some societies they recognize this talent or ability that people have and they try to train these people or, or these people train themselves, learn how to use this ability, and they, they become psychics. And after a while, if they use it enough, that channel opens up because it's being used and it becomes very reliable and they can permanently gain this ability. If we then take the Kundalini up to the next Dantian, the second Dantian, which is right above the heart, another event occurs. And what I want to stress is that when the Kundalini is raised up and kept up, maintained at these higher levels where the channel is open like this, it's not a doubling of abilities. It's to the next power. It's exponential. If you raise it up to the heart and maintain it there, this person will exhibit in some aspect of their life almost superhuman abilities. Most often, we see this in sports, where the person has raised their kundalini up to the first or second dantian, and because they are not trained and they didn't raise it up using the proper methods, it, it is constricted to what they have used it for. What, do I, what I mean is that because they don't understand because it's, it's a natural occurrence that they didn't try to do. It's, it might have even been almost accidental. The person's, the, the abilities of the kundalini are only applied to the occupations or things, activities, that this person has tried or attempted to do. If it's math, then they become a math whiz. If it's basketball, they become a Michael Jordan. If it's football, they become a stray hand. And oftentimes, because they don't understand the dynamic of the tower, the person's personality is amped up to such an extent that any counterfeit personality symptoms are amplified and the person can easily become out of control. So on the one hand, they may exhibit a singing voice that is excellent, a charisma and that is excellent, superb, a basketball talent that is excellent. It also amplifies any emotional faults so that this person is hard-pressed to control themselves, to regulate themselves. Things that are easy to do for a person whose kundalini is at the cauldron level is very, very difficult for them to resist. Also, we find untrained people, undisciplined people, who for whatever reason raise the kundalini up and keep it up at the Dantian level, the first level, are attracted to criminal activity, drugs, alcohol, and sex. So, if you see a woman who is very plain, very unattractive, 
and her kundalini is at the Dantian level from the time she was a teenager. And she didn't do the things that are necessary to, to alter her tower to get it there. If she still has a damaged or, imper- or undeveloped tower, but for whatever reason, uh, it's a portion of it has cleared so that her energy is held at that level, then she will probably be very skilled at her job, very skilled at being a mother, very skilled at whatever it is that she decided to be good at. If she's very attractive, very, very uh, appealing to men, she's probably lived a tragic life because her sexual appetites are yanked up, amped up, and in seeking to fulfill those sexual appetites, because her attractiveness allows her the ability to fill them, because she has access to unlimited men, she has probably made all the mistakes that most of us have tried to avoid. Because for her to resist sex, to resist excitement, to resist the thrill of raising her energy like that, for, for the normal woman, it wouldn't be hard. For her, it's almost irresistible. And if you add a lot of alcohol or some type of drug, I'm not talking about marijuana. You've got to get a little more serious than that. Then it becomes very difficult for this person to control themselves. And you'll often see people who are very fortunate. They seem very gifted. They're like, whoa, this person is like off the chain with their ability at this particular thing. But they just they just self-destruct. What did, what did they do that for? Did you did you hear about what so and so did? She she went out with this guy, and you know this guy's half crazy. What the hell was she thinking? What we do not understand in situations like this, because we have avoided or we don't understand what the masters are trying to teach us. We do not understand that for this person to 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 restrain themselves will take 20 times the effort for the person, the normal person, or the, shall we say, the typical person. Now, it's a good thing to raise the kundalini up. The negative thing is that our society is lacking in any type of consciousness to help these people understand what's going on in their life. We send them to school, we give them a job, and they get training on the streets. But nobody's really telling them what the status of their situation really is so that they think they should be able to resist alcohol like anybody else because nobody told them any different. They don't think that they're any different from other people. And so John, who is average and who has a kundalini down in his cauldron, goes to the bar, has two drinks, stops, and tells his friend to drive him home. He sees a dangerous-looking woman in the bar. He says, I know she's full of drama. Let me just avoid that. She looks nice, but no, I'm going to talk to another woman because I know she's half crazy. And he goes home. His friend drives him home. And he's, you know, he has fun, he's happy, he wakes up the next day and goes to work. 
Jacob has elevated Kundalini that is undisciplined. He goes to the bar, can't stop drinking. He sees the dangerous woman. He knows she's drama. He, she knows she's no good for him. But he looks at those legs. He jumps in there anyway because he just, it's the temptation is too much for him. He just, he can't restrain himself. The, the, the drive, the things driving his personality are so strong, he has no control over it because he is feeling the urge 20 times more than John did. As a consequence, he takes the woman home, he drives while he's intoxicated, he gets in a, a fender bender, the cops stop him, he starts to fight the cops, he lands in jail, girl has to bail him out, he still hasn't learned his lesson, he still takes her home, he, you know, engages her in intimacy and discovers that her husband has been looking for her all night and the husband, you know, waits for him and as he's coming out, there's, there's gunfire. There's gunfire. He's got a rug, and he finally gets home in one piece, wakes up the next day, and does not even learn his lesson. It was exciting. And because he escaped, Jacob will do it again. And John is like, what the hell is wrong with Jacob? But we do not understand that the kundalini allows you to live life fully. And if you don't understand the danger, if you don't understand Tantra, if you don't understand what's really going on in the dynamic of your spirit, then you will learn the hard way probably from, you know, 20 years of misery, having made all the mistakes that everybody said, you shouldn't do this. So I'm going to stop at this point in time and turn this back over to Mr. Tyer, the coach, and see if we have some people on the line that want to ask questions or comments. Well, me, myself, I'm really enjoying the ride tonight. Um, I definitely think that um, a lot of uh, things have been cleared up uh, some science has been dropped, and it probably has went over some people's head, but I really feel, being that this is our 18th show in a row, 18th show in a row, that people are so intelligent that they are really doing their homework, that they are um, doing the research, they're taking notes, and is really going in and talking to their DNA, it's really talking to their to their cells. It's really talking to them on a on a spiritual level, you know. So I just this want is to a say, dream come true. Exactly, this is just a dream come true, man. For us to be able to express it like that, and for people to be right there and receive it. Good catch, baby wolf. Good gracious, good catch. Uh, the call in number tonight is three four seven. We will not be doing an after party tonight. We still have some preparations to get ready for the Grand Trine program this weekend here in Baltimore, uh, next weekend in New Jersey, skip a weekend and be back in Baltimore. 
So uh, next six weeks, this level two program is getting ready to put some wings, spread some wings, and really put some height, get up here with these uh, DC-10s and these B-1 bombers. So if you're not on board yet, you might want to get in contact with Master Yao uh, through his website, MasterYao.com, or Yao Morris on Facebook. Um, and 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 shoot them an email or shoot them an inbox and say, hey, I need to get in sooner than later, all right? Um, but if you do have any questions, comments, or feedback, please press 1. We definitely want to say thank you to all who um, have joined us tonight thus far. Call us from the 916-267-706. I'm a Gemini in the building, 561 618 Two one fours. Just all I can say is just you know I really appreciate y'all for uh, tuning in to Zoom in tonight. Um, like I said though, we're not gonna be on the air for our regularly. You know how sometimes y'all say, "Oh man, we got all." Oh yes, we just no, not tonight. We're dropping it on you. And y'all has been telling me that Kair, I've been just scratching the surface for eighteen weeks. You know, and he says often he gets into that mode where he's feeling like he's getting ready to start channeling down some of the classroom information, and he's got to pull back. I know some of y'all are saying, wow, I'm learning all this stuff about Tantra on the radio. Then there can't be much more to learn in the classroom. Y'all, what do you have to say about that when people say, oh, I'm going to drop something you know, I'm I'm really excited um, about the level two Grand Trine because, as as you know, there are five levels in the Grand Trine. There are four Tantra systems that we're pulling information from, and um, you know, for we started this this journey in October of last year, and you know, we we struggled. I have to admit that sometimes I'm in my right brain and I don't plan things the way I should and not everything, you know, with the classes went the way that I wanted it to in the beginning. But uh we we kept it going and I had some really good people around me in the beginning. Um so we were only able to do level one for for the you know, since we've started. Because we just didn't have enough people in one particular city enough to do the level two class. And level one is really an introduction. But even in level one, uh, you know, in four or five sessions, people are able to do stuff. And you can listen to 18 broadcasts. You won't be able to do that. The classes are the difference between having a general understanding of stuff and being able to walk out here and do what Master Yao is talking about and have those experiences and be able to talk about it. We have a page, the International Grand Trine Family Circle. And I want to, sh- to give a shout-out to Sirius Brother, who's uh, who's really, you know, been like a, a brother to me, and um, he's very much a presence on that page. But um, listen to what some of the people are saying there and what they're talking about there, and you'll understand that the people listening to the class on the blog 
can't say those things. Don't have those testimonies. I had a young lady call me three days ago who said that she's about to, she's already started passing one of her fibroids, and she's about to start, uh, she's, she's hoping to finish passing the entire thing, and she wants to start now uh, working on the other one. And this is not surgery. She didn't, we didn't give her any herbs or anything like that, although that is the next stage that we're going to do that. Um, um, she, she had a young man on the table, and she gave the man an erection from, from, without touching him. Now, uh, so I know some women are saying, I could just put on a short, tight dress and give a man an erection. And that's true. But what she did in her erection, she changed the man. She healed the man so that after his erection left, something had changed in his prostate, in his blood vessels, something had changed in his testicles, so that his profile, his sexual profile, was permanently altered or improved. So that's the difference. So she, she, she had this experience because of the class. So she's very excited, and she should be. But, you know, listening to the broadcast will not allow you to do that. You must take the classes because most of the stuff that, the, the, you know, most of this stuff is secret. You know, it's, we just don't share it with everybody. You need certain um, prerequisites and certain foundational things before we release certain information. And as we just finished saying, Raising the kundalini should not be done in an unstructured environment. I just finished telling you the dangers of that. And so people are finding out that a lot of the people who are drawn to Tantra do have high levels of kundalini generation, which have up till now been unmanaged. They start taking the class and they find out how to manage it. So, yes, we are on our eighteenth program, but the classes take you into a whole other level. Now, and even the people in level one have just got an introduction. They have not received not even 5% of what there is to know. Level two, I'm so happy because now we get them to see another big slice of it. They get another big slice of it. We begin to talk about the Koshinati team system. And we begin to talk about the, the Bagua and the natal blueprint. And, you know, most of the stuff we can't even explain it because people don't even know the terms or the language. When we get into the classes, we have a whole separate language, a tantric language that we, that we use and that we know uh, to, 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 to relay concepts that are difficult in, in, in the regular world. So the classes take us into a place where, you know, we, we, whatever. Let me just once again, you know, uh, give a shout-out to Serious Brother up in uh, New Jersey. Uh, he just successfully finished uh, his first class. Uh, he taught the Level 1 class up in New Jersey um, uh, a little bit, a little while back. And not only that, but he's got another class coming up, November 17th, I believe, and he has uh, postings on his page on Facebook and on the Grand Trine, the International Grand Trine Family Circle. Uh, there's postings there with information about that. 
if you want to know about the level two Grand Tron class that I'm uh, holding this weekend, you would go to uh, www. Oh, you don't even need to www. It's Lotus Sprite. That's S P R I T E, like water sprite. So it's Lotus Sprite dot event bright all one word dot com that's lotus bright dot events bright dot com that's bright with a b like like shining bright so lotus bright dot event bright dot com you can get all the information on the level two class that's a direct feed to the page and uh serious brother will be posting his class his second uh grand trine class uh, on an event bar page coming up. So, um, uh, do we have? Uh, I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to call in, ask questions, make your comments. I'm looking at the um, our Facebook page right now as I'm talking, and at the comments on there now as people are talking about, um, you know, uh, these subjects. And I think you'll see that their take on what I'm saying is very different from the average person. So the classes change your whole perspective on things. I'll ship it back to you, Kaya. Uh, hey, you you covered that you covered that excellently about the need to have um, a guide or a teacher when you are here in these deep waters. Um, if any of, any of you are familiar with the art of war, Sun Tzu said in the Nine Grounds, when on foreign when on foreign ground, you need a guide. That doesn't mean you can just you know. If I go to Detroit, and I've never been to Detroit before, even if I just want to get some Chinese takeout, it's better for me to ask somebody than to try finding it myself. You know. So um, and that and that's including if I uh done geographical location and I got my GPS and all that, it's better for me to find somebody local who knows what's going on. And, and uh Brother Yao, Sirius Brother, myself, uh some other people I have you can get in contact with. We're local guides to this science. And we are here for a purpose. So you don't so you don't um how do I say this? So you don't short circuit yourself out. You can easily short-circuit yourself out um, by crossing up the wrong wires at the wrong time or a lot of people try to mix up modalities and things like that where, um, well, you know, I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it P-Funk Tantra, and I'm going to mix it with George Clinton, and I'm going to call it, uh, I'm going to call it Canadian Tantra and, and, and say it's like this or that and the third and or it's French. and I would be real careful of doing that because some of these things, um, when you start to experience and you don't have a teacher or a guide, it can get real weird on you, and the, and the side effects could be something that you may not want to handle by yourself. You know, so would you? I, I ask people, would you go and deliver a baby by yourself? You can do it, but what's the, what is the delivery room for? You know, and you don't need it all the time. I think if you got a baby that's eight years old or twenty years old, you're not back in the delivery room every week or every day. But when it was necessary for you to make that delivery, what did you do? 
you came on and you got in line with what you needed to get in line with. So I would encourage everyone, get in contact with someone who knows what they're doing, stop talking to non-experts, and go ahead and get ready to take it to the next level. Uh, And still seems like everybody's going to help fulfill my wish tonight. Nobody has their hands uh, raised. The calling number is 347-205-9089. I'm going to check on my uh, co-hosts with the most on the board for me. Uh, Baby Wolf, if you open your mic, come back on. We'll just get a little feedback from you. He's always a, a student. Uh, ready to um, see what's going on in his area, and I'd like to get a little feedback from him. Uh, Mr. Make It Happen, are you in the building? He might have set his phone down. He, hey, it's a lot of things going on tonight. What's going on, Lord? I was just, uh, I was just asking, I was just want to just ask, you know, your take or your feedback on on what you had heard this evening um, from the show thus far. Well, uh, let me let me put my a quick um uh, peace, Master Yao. How you doing, brother? Peace. Oh man, it, it is such a uh, a plum pleasing pleasure to to listen to you tonight. Uh, I, I I just got some new insight on the Kundalini and and everything you were talking about tonight. I, I have just been here like literally blown away. Like wow, like. And, and and understanding the the principles behind the superhuman being, um, star athletes, um, celebrities, and we wonder why they like they, a lot of them are susceptible to drugs and alcohol use and acting real wild and crazy because they can't help it because they're not in tune. So uh, I I I love this this show because. You never know who's listening, and there's somebody out there that needs to hear this in order to reach somebody that that that, that you can ultimately help uh, d- develop themselves um, down to a whole nother level. So, wow, I'm just man, it, it's it's incredible, absolutely incredible. Thank you. Mm. Ooh, man, I say, I, 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 coach, you know a lot. You know, I'm not. You know, I talk a lot, and I, I don't get speechless too much. But right, I, I'm literally damn near speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Just like y'all said, man, it's, it's it's important that um we still be able to maintain um a level of studenthood, you know. Yes. So so we can keep growing. So I'm I'm just looking forward to it. And, and also, the one thing I, I want to hark on something that you said, Coach, which is very key, um, and I find this myself when people tune into my radio shows, is that you don't find a lot of people that, that, that want to comment or hit the one and ask questions because they feel that they like, oh, I got the whole meal by listening to all the radio shows. I'm just going to tune in to his show every Thursday night, and I'm going to learn how to, be, how, to, how, to, how to raise my kundalini and be tantric. That's what I'm going to learn. no. No, ladies and gentlemen, please stop this. The people out there that's listening, and you keep doing this habitually, stop. You're only you're only hurting yourself and others. You need to get training, okay? It's just like went to school. You you didn't you didn't until you knew how to do algebra and geometry and trigonometry. You knew simple mathematics, okay? You didn't start off just like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna look at it on Sesame Street or the Electric Company, and oh my God, I know, I know advanced division. No, you don't. 
you need training, and you need to go to class in order to get training. This is training, ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention and pay like you wait. Stop being cheap and spend some money on yourself in order to become better. I'm, I, I mean, damn. You know, shit. <laughs> I mean, please. I, I, and, 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 and it amazes me. You know, I'm sitting here working the boards, and the only two, the only two, uh, uh, the only two symbols I see is Master Yal and Coach K. Nobody else. Like, and and all them people that's called in, everybody's in the chat room. I don't see nobody at, ready to ask a question. I don't understand it. Like, like you know, you you, I, you know, everyone's called in because they're inter- interested and and follow the show, but nobody want to ask questions. Hmm. No. Well, let me just say this: that. Um, um, I guess if uh, if if Michael Jordan was speaking about basketball, I would probably just shut up and listen because I feel like, you know, it's – I mean, I know how to play basketball, but I don't know it at the level that – I don't know it at a pro level, and maybe I would be a little shy about asking him questions because I would feel like, well, you know, my basketball compared to Michael Jordan's basketball is so deficient that – I don't even feel like, like I even want to, you know, raise my hand up because he'll look at me like, well, who the hell are you, you know? But, but then, I won't. My game won't get no better. <laughs> no, even, and, even you know. Go ahead. No, it won't. It really won't. It really won't. And the one thing that I that I I, I want to ask you, Master Yao, this is my question for you. Where do I need to be? You know, I'm down here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Where do I need to come? To, do I need to come all the way to Baltimore, Maryland, to get on somebody's table and get and 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 have some work done on me by by a woman? Uh oh, uh oh, oh, y'all. Here we go. All right. Well, this Saturday, after the class is over, we have three young ladies who are are planning on being there, and I hope all three are able to show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to be doing table work at a very reduced price for any men who are in the building. Now, um, the, the challenge that I have is two of them have jealous boyfriends, oh, wow. and the boyfriends don't necessarily like them traveling. But I'm going to try. If, if I can ever get to meet them, I'm going to beg them to, you know, give us a little bit of play so I can take take their girlfriends on the road with me. Uh, the last time that I was down in North Carolina, I was by myself. But I really would like to bring some of these young ladies with me so that they could work on the men. But um, it's not, you know, um, a, 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 the ladies kind of look at it a little differently. They, they don't necessarily uh, want to go out of town and do stuff. But I'm hoping that they'll get to the point where they will. Mm. Um, so... We're 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 not far away from that. <clears throat> I just spoke to two young ladies last week, and they're interested in doing the table work. They're not quite there yet in terms of their uh, ability, but I'm hoping that uh, after this class, they're going to get there. I don't want to bring anyone down to work on men who's not really ready to do it. Okay. Uh, so, but I would expect that they're close. They're getting results, but what we have to do with this is we have to try to get the aim for consistency, and also that uh, men are difficult to work on. 
So let me just talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, women have a lot of resistance to having a man working on them. Uh, a lot of times the woman is laying on the table, and what's what's going through her mind is, am I too fat? Am I this? Am I, this? Am I uh, you know, is, is this energy going to make me, you know, too so horny that I'm going to start having sex with every man I, I see? Uh, they're thinking, what is my boyfriend going to say when I come home all, all horny and everything? You know what's what's going to what is his reaction going to be? So a lot of times there there is uh, issues that women are you know they're in their brain they're thinking the whole time they're on the table, which reduces the impact of it. But with men on the table, we have an entirely new dynamic of issue. So not only do men have the problem of thinking, you know, well. Um, if I get an erection, am I going to be embarrassed? See, women can become aroused, and you don't even know it because nothing sticks out. Well, I mean, some people might know it, but you might see her sweating someplace or whatever or moving a certain way, body language. But, you know, women can get have an orgasm almost, and if they don't start yelling and screaming, nobody might even know. Mm-hmm. With a man on the table, if he gets an erection or if he becomes aroused, it's much more pronounced. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, men are very self-conscious about that. But there's also this issue of when men are on the table, the energy is going to places that their sexual energy doesn't normally go to. It goes to the anus. It goes to the prostate. It goes into the heart and in other places. And for men, this can be very challenging. Uh, a lot of men associate prostate energy and anus energy with homosexuality. So as soon as they start feeling the energy in those types of places, they freeze up, they clench, and they're like, okay, that's enough. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to allow myself to feel anymore. Mm. Also, men, when they're on the table and they, they feel that heart energy, they try to open their heart up, men often really fight that and become very super rigid, and they, they sort of like put up the force field which is the same thing that they do in relationships. Mm-hmm. When they start feeling emotional about something, they shut down. So if, if they're feeling emotional and mushy about the woman, they're like, I can't allow myself to start feeling mushy and, you know, um, I mean, I had men tell me strange things in counseling. They'll be like, every time I see her, you know, my heart flutters and I feel like I want to stammer. her and I feel like I just want to, you know, get on my knees and tell her, you know, how I feel, but but I can't do that. And so, you know, uh, when they get on the table, it's the same thing. They feel like they've got to put forward this facade of male um, whatever you want to call it. And so the female workers have a difficult time. And, um, you know, because the men get on the table and, they don't tell them. They they try not to show how they're feeling. So it's it's more difficult for the women to know exactly what's happening and to respond. Because on the table, you have to adjust to what's happening with the person's auric field. And when the man is sitting there and he's holding back his you know energy flow, it's harder for her to get a gauge of where he's blocked up and where he's not. So, uh, um, you know, one of the issues that we have to deal with is 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 Male protocol on the table 
because a lot of female healers don't feel comfortable uh, traveling and working on men at random because they they feel like, you know, if they meet the guy for the first time, it's just that much harder to, to figure out what was going on with him. But we're working on this dynamic, you know. I'm trying to get the men to relax and let it flow, and I'm trying to get the women to, um, uh, you know, be more comfortable doing it. I'll give you an example. We had a man on the table about this summer, and uh, one of the exercises that, 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 that is done is the woman puts her hand underneath the butt crack and projects up through through to the top. And one man almost fell off the table. He was so uncomfortable. Give you another example. One of the one of the healing modalities is to project energy into either the left or right testicle. Because sometimes the man has one testicle that's that's shut down because something happened to him. You know, the, the prom queen rejected him or some mess when he was 14, and now one of his testicles is not really, you know, uh, the energy is not flowing through it like it should. So she'll put her fingertip near, you know, um, on that testicle and project energy. And it's, you know, um, it's, it's a different dynamic when a woman puts her hand on a man's private part than when a man puts his hand on the woman's ovary. So the ovary is like kind of like, it's a little safer. You know, you're close to the goodies, but you're not quite there. You know, you're mm-hmm. not really underneath the panties or anything like that. You're like up in the stomach area. So you can work on the ovaries and, you know, and you can get away. But the testicles are right down there where all the action is. And, <laughs> you know, a lot, of, even if, even though the man may have shorts on, you know he's not naked or anything like that. It's still a very sensitive thing that our society just, you know, hasn't really um, has hasn't really stepped up to that yet. So we get to this thing where you know um, we we've got a lot to overcome. I, I mean, you know, we've got a lot to overcome. <laughs> Uh, to get the women out here. It's partly the men are just very, they're more difficult to work with if they've never been on the table before, and most have it. And the women are more reluctant to do work on just any man and, and just to travel like that. Because obviously, you know, it's it's more of an, it's more exposure for the woman. Mm, okay. I mean, women don't want to be seen as being like, they don't want to be seen as being loose and this and that and the other. And a lot of times other women will judge them. You know, if, if other women hear about their girlfriend doing work on some man and his shorts on the table, you know, there's a lot. I mean, if it's, if you're doing a massage, it's okay. You're doing Reiki, it's okay. But if, if it's tantra, well, then, okay, it's not okay. And they, they pass judgment. So we've got some hurdles to overcome in that. Wow. Tell you that I, I know, like I like even at the workshop in uh, in North Carolina, um, it was absolutely great. But like I, I like if there would have been a woman there, I know I would have gotten on the table. I would have because it, it's something that something that I've always wanted to experience. Um, so I definitely would would really really um, you know in uh, be open to it. 
So you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, so any sisters out there that listen to the show, if you if you know how to do some table work, yes, Baby Wolf, aka Mr. Magic Coffee, is open. You can touch any testicles, whatever. It, it can radiate through the through the butt, whatever. I don't care. I'm ready. <laughs> that's some Virgos for you. They stay on top of they stay on top of that G code. We do have a um, but see, don't worry because uh, after I finish this level two class, I'm going to um, see about having a level one class with uh, in North Carolina somewhere, whether it will be the, the Triad area, Greensboro, High Point, Burlington, Charlotte, somewhere where you know people can like kind of meet in the middle, or they can go ahead and make that drive. But if we got people driving from, you know, from Southern Virginia and North Carolina to go to Baltimore and people coming down from New York and New Jersey to Baltimore, I'm sure somebody can drive from Charlotte or drive from Raleigh, you know, to meet halfway or something like that. So that's one of the things that we kind of in the the cooker. And um, I just, um, someone just booked me to do a, a private event in Greensboro um, near the end of November. So um, just come in there and talk about sex, money, relationships, the tantric lifestyle, and they want to do, um, you know, this has got some of their girlfriends and some of their mates. And so however it starts out, you know, Coach Kyrie is available. If you want to just have like a meet and greet, Yow's all over the place. He's getting ready to be back down in, um, back down in Houston soon. He's going to be back in Atlanta soon. And the serious brother doing some things in Detroit. Uh, I'm gonna be headed to Detroit, but um, the schedule is kind of flexible right now. So if you want to try to get Coach Kyrie to do something in your town between you know November, December, January, it's not too early to go ahead and book that. You know, because then you, we can add you into to the um, to the mix here on the radio and get some more listeners in to let them know that you're the coordinator in your in your town. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Can I comment on the post that was made on Facebook earlier today? Sure, and right after that we're going to get to a, uh, we do have a person with their hand raised, so go ahead. Okay, now let's go to the person with their hand raised first. All right, uh, caller from the 864-313. Caller from the 864-313. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, my name is uh, Brother Shabar, and I'm, uh, I'm calling from Greenville. And basically, I guess I didn't know I was in the in the hosting queue to, to speak with you all. I'm just actually tuning in, but I'm very interested in um, you know seeing seeing what what the show has to offer. So um, you know, to fill me in, bro. Oh well, if this is your uh, this is the 18th show, like in a row, so we got 17 shows in the archive that you can. Uh, if I was you, I wouldn't jump to the middle. I probably go all the way back to show number one, and if you okay. want to take the fast route, look, just hit the odd number. Just hit show one, three, five, or you can pick two, four, six, like okay. that. <laughs> but um, tonight we're just talking about um, the beginning of the show with the tantric energy and the difference between okay. tantric, okay. tantric energy and sexual energy. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, and I guess I did hear that. Say that again, yeah. Brother Shabal. Brother, Brother Shabal. Shabal, I have your question? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, have you had any experience with Tantra, with a female or, or, or no. just yourself? 
No, sir, but I was actually, I guess, more or less interested in the in the tantric uh, practices and and basically, from my understanding, it's is like the sexual energy practice without the sexual intercourse, and I guess from how we are traditionally taught to, uh, you know, expose ourselves to it. So, um, from my understanding, maybe through even massaging and uh, chakra, I, I, fill me in, sir. If you could, well, well, first first thing is that um, uh, you can practice tantra three ways. You mm-hmm. can practice it using your genital reflexology points, which are your hands, your feet, and your head. So you can most people do it on a t- on the side table with your hands, and basically you're radiating energy out of your hands. The mm-hmm. second way that you can practice tantra is with the voice, and I don't teach that because I don't know how to do that yet. I'm, I'm, I may try to learn at one point in time, but you can practice Tantra through issuing vibrations out of your voice. The third way is the most popular way, and that does require penetration. In other words, you practice Tantra by mastering the genital reflex map. So the female uh, genital area is a map. So if you take the the inside of the vagina and divide it up into uh, 80 or 90 small little uh, square areas, each of these little tiny areas correspond to some place on her body. And the same thing with the penis. If you look at the penis, all the little areas on it correspond to parts of the body. So the tip of the penis on 3 o'clock on the dial corresponds to the heart. A little further back corresponds to the lungs. You go to the base at 5 o'clock, about an inch up from the shaft as a regular-sized penis, corresponds to the liver. Therefore, if you want to heal the woman, you, you would send energy to that corresponding spot. So you can practice Tantra through the hands. You can practice it through the voice. Basically, it's, it's, it's basically through vibrations. Or you can practice Tantra through genital penetration. And, of course, genital penetration is the most popular form. Um, So Tantra is an energy management system. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to learn how to to operate your energy. It's like, like, um, um, you know, you learn how to work on your car and you change your engine out and you put a souped-up turbocharged engine in that baby so that it runs better. It's kind of like that. You you learn that, you know, uh, most of your system, most of your, your blood flow, your heart, all of that's on automatic pilot most of the time. And you don't really know how to really change it. You don't know how to change your, your blood rate, your blood pressure rate. You don't know how to make your cells go faster. But what we're trying to say is that you can learn how to change some of it within levels of safety, so you can learn how to change your nervous system, how how it operates. You can change how the energy flows through your acupuncture meridians. And this is the practice of Tantra, to manage that energy flow. And, you know, sometimes you're managing the energy flow to get the maximum amount of pleasure out of the sexual experience. Sometimes you're managing your energy flow so that you can heal a particular issue. If your woman has fibroids or she's frigid 
or she's older, or, or she just has, um, you know, she, she's taking medicine for her diabetes. You can do things to counteract these and, and bring the, the sexual uh, activity back to where it was when you were young. So these are some of the things that you can do with Tantra. So uh, I've, I've generally answered your question. Uh, if you have a specific question, I'll, I'll answer that too. And, and, and like I said, brothers, um, I just, with you talking, sir, I didn't know who you were, but now I know who you are. Uh, you're, you're Dr. Africa, right? No. My name is Master Yao. Okay. The other gentleman is Coach Tahir. And okay. also sometimes we have serious brother comes on and, you know. Um, well, well, we well brother, that was... That was well, a, I, a, I know of Dr. Africa, and I have a high, high level of respect for him. Okay, well, you, well, you sounded, uh, you know, that's, as, as you know, that's, that, that is a good thing. So um, you, you sound just, just like him. So I greatly appreciate you, and thank you for your information. But another question I did have was basically, um, you know, what, what, what kind of tips would you have for those of us that I guess have not yet not yet drawn back the total energy that we have needed to draw back from sexual exhausting, sexually exhausting ourselves from traditional, you know, sexual habits. Or if, if you can understand what I'm saying, because us being uh, basically the young black men that we are in today's life, we, 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 it, it's a good thing to exhaust all of your sexual energies out on what we call busting a nut or, you know, basically just having, you know, you know, just throwing it away on useless relationships with our women. And we're not really utilizing the powers and our energies that we do have to heal the vagina, heal the womb, thus uh, heal the mind, and, you, you know, heal, heal the whole process. So my question is how do we, I guess, get that energy back that, that has been lost from, you know, excreting too much semen or, you know, overly exhausting ourselves through through crazy sexual activity? Well, that, that's an excellent question, a very advanced question, and uh, I'm going to ask, answer it partially. First and foremost, what you can do is the same thing as if you're going to a gym. When you go to the gym to work out, you do exercises to build up muscles, and you basically build up those muscles by using them. But at the same time, you have to eat right, and you might drink a protein shake, and you have to rest more. Uh, when you get home, you find that you need to go to bed on time, and you have to carry yourself in a certain type of way so that your muscles will build up. It's the same thing with Tantra. So what you would do to start is, is have a regimen of conservation. In other words, the coach, if you get on the football team, the first thing the coach said is stop drinking sodas and eating a lot of eating a lot of sweets and just eating anything you think you're going to eat. Eat good foods. Get up, get up in the morning and run. Do what you got to do. And when you show up here for practice, you know, have your mind in the game. So what you do sexually is you you devise a regimen. You say, uh, I'm, I'm going to get me a calendar. Get you a planner and chart every day and say, this day, I'm going to not have sex for three days. 
No sex, no masturbation, no pornography, no nothing. So for three days, no sex. Then the next three days, I'm going to have sex regularly. And then three days, no sex. Three days, yes, sex. And you do this for a month. And then what you can do is maybe halfway through the month, take it up to five days. Five days, no sex. Five days with sex. And what you're going to find is that during the periods of time where you're, where you're reframing, you're building up and conserving your energy. Now, during the times when you're building up and conserving this energy, make sure that you are conscious about your diet. And so tonight I'm just going to talk about a one amino acid. And this amino acid is something that is the building block of protein. So this amino acid I'm going to talk about is arginine. That's A-R-G-I-N-I-N-E, arginine. It's an amino acid, and approximately 70 to 75% of, of the semen is made up of this amino acid arginine. So every time you ejaculate, you deplete the body's reserve of arginine which impacts on the brain, heart, and other things. So what you want to do is make sure that you eat foods or take supplements to supplement your arginine during the periods of non-sexual activity. The other thing that you can do is just make sure that you exercise anabolically. And by anabolic exercise, I mean exercise that works the muscles not to heart. In other words, um, catabolic exercise is when you're running or something like boxing or tennis where that's a lot of, you, you, the heart rate is elevated. Anabolic exercise is like lifting weights, pull-ups, pull ups, push-ups, or pushing a sled, those types of things. If you do those exercises on your off times when you're not having sex, because you're conserving your arginine, and some of the other amino acids, then it builds up the body's ability to maintain a higher, higher sexual profile all the time. Then, you know, after a month or so of that, the next thing that you would do is you would begin to practice controlling your perineum muscle. So what this will do for you is, that the, per the perineum muscle is the muscle that you contract if you want to stop the flow of urine. So if you're in the bathroom doing number one and you want to stop it and you shut off the flow, you are contracting your perineum muscle. So what you want to do is set aside um, <clears throat> 10 minutes a day and simply work that perineum muscle. And that's not only going to help you control sexual activity, but it eventually will lead to a place where if you get the, the rest of the training, you can control ejaculation so that in, during intercourse you don't ejaculate early. And you can, you can even stop ejaculation altogether. The last thing that I will tell you is that if you're, you know, if you're having a very active sexual life and you're having a lot of sexual energy, Learn Qi Gong or Tai Chi, one or the other. I, I recommend Qi Gong. Coach Kair teaches it. There are a lot of people teaching Qi Gong. Qi Gong 
will help to build up the the the, the broken down sexual reproductive apparatus. Okay. Now, I can't give you all of it in a few minutes, but I can just say that the right regimen of Qigong in three months can can knock five years off your sexual age. In other words, you know, your blood vessels may still be clogged up and your prostate might still be, you know, um, might still have some issues, but energy-wise, it will start to restore some stuff in, in just that short a period of time, in three months, if you do it for 20 minutes a day. So those five, those three things I recommend. Number one, um, you know, have conservation. Do on, off, on, off, on, off. And that builds up sexual power. Number two, diet concerning the amino acids. Now, you can look at the whole profile, but I would just say in the beginning, focus just on arginine and exercise with the arginine. And number three, uh, perineum exercises, the clinches. Number four um, would be qigong. So those things will have to restore um, the male who maybe has had an overactive sexual life in the past. So I hope I've answered your question a little. Uh, I know these answers are general, uh, but in this short amount of time, that's about as much as I can do. Oh, man, and, and, and I appreciate you and uh, both of you brothers, uh, well, all of the, the whole family for, for being able to bring this show and the other 18 and 19 other shows on topics such as these and, you know, and even being able to answer my question. And I'm pretty sure a lot of brothers probably had you know, the same question, but maybe didn't know how to ask or, you know, but I really I really do appreciate it, and, and I thank you. And I have been a vegan myself now for, I guess, uh, about like going on a year or so, so I am striving to work upon, the, you know, the dietary issue. But, you know, uh, yeah, I, I greatly appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, let me get in here. With the uh, with the dietary issues, um, Big Brother, um, you know when they say uh, extra extra, read all about it. You know, late breaking news. You know, a lot of us think that meat is the culprit. Oh, meat is the poison. You know what I'm saying? They put meat in the same category as crack. Well, little do we know because we have not had the scientific equipment to realize that. A lot of the vegetables and things that we put in our mouth, plants, the plant kingdom practices self-defense. All plants are not safe for us to eat just because they plants. All meat is not bad for us just because um, just because it's meat. You know, we get over here and we hear what somebody else said, and we talk about, well, I want to change my diet. Your diet ain't what's got to change. It's about eating scientifically, not eating culturally or eating emotionally. I know vegetarians who have cancer. I know vegetarians who are obese. I know vegetarians who got the shingles and the shakes. I know vegetarians who have um, all types of issues, you know what I'm saying? So it ain't the meat. It's a scientific combination, and we have a show on that every Tuesday night. 
and we're on show, this Tuesday will be show 32, you know, and we get down, even last week we had a show about canola oil versus olive oil, almond milk versus rice milk. So a lot of these things that we believe, and some of the greatest teachers, Dr. Africa, he's been on my show, uh, Queen Afu has been on my show, um, I haven't had Dr. Sabi on the show, but they they have wonderful intentions, but they all do not have the scientific background to back a lot of the claims that they are um, putting out, and we still end up chasing the symptom versus getting to the root cause. Did you know that unfarmed tilapia and unfarmed tuna and anchovies and unfarmed salmon are good for the body, and they are more easily digestible. So what I want, what I like to uh, uh, suggest to you is, and everyone listening, there's a certain spiritual component to the foods that we eat. A lot of uh, vegetarians still drink alcohol, but what's inside the alcohol that uh, disconnects you from the spiritual world? Adhol, A-D-H-O-L. So sometimes we self-sabotage because of, because of our lack of knowledge or for our blatant, outright hard-headedness. You know, whichever one it is, we want to get on the good foot because the train has left the station. Uh, Master Yao's been on here 18 weeks consecutively. Dr. Maxwell Nardi was just recognized by the uh, Stanford's Who's Who for founding Symptometry. That's S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y. And you can go to Symptometry Books dot com and check out any one of those thirty shows. We have a show uh we did a show about sixteen weeks ago um strictly for uh the vegetarian and alkaline diet. How healthy is it for you? We've uh, had shows on pregnancy management, we've had shows on healing autism, uh we I mean um infidelity. Did you know that some of the food that you're consuming, you know, being a vegetarian don't make you not cheat on your husband or your wife. You know, some of the food that we're combining is causing a whole lot of um, uh, contradictions in the body that we've been trying to blame on the meat. So I would encourage you to study holistically, you know, study so the contra and study, and study the diet as well. So, brother, would, would, would you, like, because, uh, like, when we go back to a spiritual practice, I actually believe in, uh, you know, I, I, I strive every day, daily, to stay aligned with the 42 laws or the 42 principles of my eye. And we see that as a more higher and ethical call. But in there, it says, you know, we are, we are not to, I guess, be prayers or pray on the life or the death of another being in order to sustain our life. And by us being light beings, uh, why, why, I don't I don't feel like where we where we should feel like our vital nutrients really comes from uh, dead flesh in any kind of way, you know, or saying that another animal has to die or another being, in fact, has to die in order to sustain the life of God or to sustain the life of God is. You know, I, well, I feel like... Can, can I, can I comment on that? Can I comment on hold that very on, hold, quickly? Hold on, yeah, I want him to finish first, and then he had a key word, and then oh, okay. I want to do it. No, no, that, that, that was basically it, brothers, in the nutshell, because, uh, you know, I don't want to confuse myself, but, 
you know, in, in, in my mind, I, I would I would think going to a, a strictly and, and Sabi does speak of this, and I don't agree with everything that Sabi says. But like when we serially replenish our body and replenish the cells with vital nutrients that we get from living foods, that means if we go out and we have our own garden and we and we work on producing our own food, we are able to go in and extract something from our garden that has been uh, absorbent to the sunlight. You know, basically, and and I know and in, in with the higher mind that that's where we basically really get the vital nutrients for our our spirit, definitely, and, you know, thus uh, our physical body as well, as we want, I think. Uh, but well, well uh, the, you know, there are a lot of uh, people out here, and they've done their 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 work, and they've come up to very, you know, various different conclusions. And so I'm not going to... Um, try to dispute anything that uh, Leela Africa is saying or Dr. Sabi is saying at this point. What I will say is that um, I believe, and this is not Yao, but, you know, I think it's coming from a higher place. I believe that the best thing that you can say is that if we, we do what our DNA requires, and so we can become our original DNA blueprint. In other words, if we can eat what is most in alignment with our DNA, I think that is the highest good. And that mm-hmm. may be vegetarian, that mm-hmm. may be a live raw food, that may be, you know, something else. But I think that that is the highest standard. Now, uh, which person has that uh, under wraps? I'm not going to say, you know, that, uh, at this point in time, which one does. Um, I think that it's a matter of, you know, uh, there's always three principles. You know, who do you listen to? Are you willing to change? Are you, you know, are you at a place in your life where you can uh, you can discern? Because the, 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 the thing is, what results are they getting? And so we have to, you know, uh, when when we were in the 60s, people had certain ideas about how to eat. You know, the government came out with this thing, and it was proved wrong. Um, and so people are always coming out with new information. Some of it's good, some of it's not. So I think we have to look at the results that they are giving and make a judgment. But I, I'm not, and, and that, that's, you know, I, I want to... Um, uh, leave it there if I can, because I, I really don't want to on this program get into a, a, a judgment of what other people are saying we should eat. Mm-hmm. Right, and and I'm and we're not the food police either. You uh, whatever you whatever you choose is what you choose. But I want to go to one of the keywords, two of the keywords you said. What I feel and what I think. See mm-hmm. science. Scientifically, it it don't matter what we feel and what we think. When we talk about what we feel and what we think, that's ego. And that's a lot of what stops energy flow, even in Tantra. When you have somebody who has the superior information and it's scientifically proven, it supersedes what we think and what we feel. And that's how we've been in situations of uh, picking partners, 
picking people that we have sex with. The foods that we put in our mouth, we have been using our thoughts and our emotions versus science. For example, I move over, I can move off the food and move over to relationships and say the technique that most of us use is romance versus relationship science. How many people get into a, a relationship and go look at a person's astrological birth chart like they did 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 years ago before they engage in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Less than 1%. They go on their emotions. They go on what they heard. They go on what they thought was correct and their feelings. Well, our feelings and what we thought have resulted in a 75% divorce rate in the black community alone. It's 50% overall in the United States. I won't even make it a black thing. And me coming from, that's my favorite subject, is the, is the ancient Egyptians, the comedic, the Nubans. But you know what trumps the ancient Egyptians and you know what came before my art? The DNA. See, the DNA is older than my art. My art had a father and a mother, too. But the DNA is billions of years old, and we are in the front row seat of DNA. That means new things change and happen each and every day, and that's the way the Creator wanted us to have it. So that's why I, that's why I encourage the new thought, staying in the now. And, and, and I'm a, a firm practitioner in the 42 laws of my art. But I but I'm also knowing to um, everything in the universe changes. That includes the position of the stars and everything. So we have to stay abreast. That's why we have these shows. And I invite you to listen in not only each and every Thursday, but come on over on Tuesday nights and just check out you know some of the new information and some of the scientific facts when we talk about enzymes and amino acids and we present the facts for you to examine. Oh yes, sir. Uh, we're we're coming up on uh, nine fifty, and uh, I'm already over my time. I I want while I still have you on the line, so well, I want you to sort of hang around because I want to get your take. I want to ask you a question that was asked on Facebook. Uh, Anise Marshall uh, posted a comment on my page on the Grand Trine page, and she asked. I don't understand how a woman can get judged for doing healing work. In other words, she's saying, she's responding to my comment earlier where the woman was touching the man and, you know, uh, to heal him. And some of her girlfriends kind of, you know, looked down on that and basically said, you know, well, uh, there's something wrong with that. So I want to ask you, what do you think about this, that oftentimes women are reluctant to do things because they are concerned about the opinions of other women? So I want to throw a question back at you to see what you think about her comment of, you know, uh, the, con- the, the controversy that, that comes up when one woman is working on a man on the table and other women feel like that's inappropriate. Well, for me, sir, uh, really, I, I would I would say the thing that that the brothers just brought up. Uh, the bigger part is ego. Uh, that I feel like the ego gets in the way a lot of uh, a lot of the time, especially being trained or being programmed with our current software uploading, or you know, basically just 
you know, the current brain that we have over here in, as Afro Afropeans, you know, uh, Africans in, the, in an American experience. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like if there were togetherness about the situation, then therefore it would manifest that. You would see that with with there being no differences, but you do oftentimes when um when we reach back and, and strive to heal ourselves and uh heal our families, you know, you do get we do get a lot of ridicule. And I see that a lot coming from even my family. These are people that um, you know, supposedly are having our best interests at heart and a lot of times I wind up fighting with people for the betterment of my children, for the betterment of myself, and even the the betterment of of, de- of themselves, uh, you know, because I I really don't want to see people killing themselves and doing all kind of crazy stuff. So um, I, I feel like the ego gets in the way a lot of times, and and, and people being too prideful about things and like, well, uh, you can't do this, and uh, you uh, it don't work like this, or it's it, it's my way, and it's just and and I would say the downfall is the programming, the bad programming which we've downloaded. Viruses, you know what I'm saying? Uh, viruses that we have downloaded to our psyche, which in 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 in, in turn affect our physical, affect our world, affect our community through these through these viruses being downloaded uh, through. Through our mental perception of things, and 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 and, and it's it's rightfully so because you know there was a programming that was initially supposed to be taught for us to do this and have the crab mentality with each other and pull each other down, uh, you know, in those types of ways. So I don't know if I answered your question, but that would be my take on the issue. I like I like your I like your comment. <laughs> Coach Kyer, I'm turning it back to you. We're we're up on 9:54, and uh, you got the con. Hey man, brother Shabazz, you came on here and dropped it. He must be trying out for a uh, for a co-pilot spot on the show, y'all. He came in there with some wise words being spoken, and I definitely appreciate the brother. I just want to make sure I give him another round of applause, you know, because he tapped on um he tapped on the you know for me. The formula is, and Brother Shabazz, I want you to write this one down and run tell that for them people that jump up in your face. Two things. First one, we got to deprogram before we reprogram. Yes, you got sir. a Pepsi-Cola, you got a Pepsi Cola in one hand and a and a Coca Cola in the other hand. Then if somebody come to you with some alkaline water, you can't drink none of that water till you put them sodas down. So mm-hmm. you know, um, be be selfish with your water. And selfish don't mean greedy. Selfish means self care. If that person is not ready, because you can't pour water on a drowning man either. So that's what a part of the wheat being separated from the shaft. And it's just a, you know the Mayans predicted this thing was going to happen twenty five thousand years ago. We are those Mayans. We are those Egyptians reincarnated now. And water seeks its own level. Mm-hmm. It seeks its own level. So. And people that want to be asleep, hey, wait uh, wait for the ones um, that want to be awake and that's going to come to you. Nobody had to put our arm behind my back or y'all's back or your back in order for us to get it. So we don't want to have that habit 
moving forward either. If a person is asleep, maybe they need to rest. You know, they'll wake up when, you know what I'm saying, when the yeah. when the covers get too hot. You know, when it get too hot up under the covers when you sleep, out of nowhere you just kick the covers off of you. So just let them get a little more toasty up under there and um, keep your energy focused for the babies. My whole show is dedicated to the children. Every show I do, Sundays with Cosmo Physics, Tuesdays with um, uh, Symptometry, Wednesdays with Illuminati Money or Morris Tantra with uh, Nova Drew Ali or the Tower of Tantra on Thursday night. A, a lot of adults listen in, but we're trying to get to as many adults so they can make a difference in their children's lives, in their children's go. lives. So, you know, me, myself, I'm happy that the adults call in. Uh, Yao is a little more compassionate toward the adults. Uh, I'm with the children. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we team up on them and, um, and definitely looking forward to doing more great things, you know, as we end up 2012 strong and move into 2013. And on that note, I also want to announce all my services, astrological readings, coaching, stone pools, EFT, is always and forever will be half price for children. Always. Always. I'm so, I got it priced high so I can run the adults away. If you want to invest something, invest something into your children. Let your Get your children's astrological report done. Get a synastry chart to see how you and your child uh, are are mathematically and scientifically scientifically relating to one another. If you got some children, they may have some innate tantra abilities, and they're supposed to be studying this science. If your child has a Scorpio rising and you ain't teaching them tantra, then you are really uh, holding them short. And you need to um, you need to be more um, be more careful about how you can you know bring it to the bring it to the fore, bring it to the forefront of their mind so they can see it. And with that, I'm gonna leave y'all with a song tonight, Brother Shabazz. I appreciate you for calling in, Master Yao. Thank you for holding it down as always. I'm already in B more. We're gonna set this thing on fire this weekend. Uh, uh, Baby Wolf, Mr. Make It Happen Thank you for being in the building Of course, once again, Teamwork Makes the Dream Work Y'all check out MasterYow.com BlackHealth.com PinkHealth.com Relaxation is the key And just be on the lookout for more and more and more Good stuff coming up from Original Native Radio Please go over and join the International Grand Triumph Program On Facebook um, also, Serious Brother has a group, Thy Rod and Thy Staff. A lot of tantric information is being shared over there as well. So please uh, tune in to Zoom in, and you and you got to participate. Tonight I got a real special song for y'all. Um, for those who have been saying, well, I still want to know a little bit more about what is tantra, sit back, relax, and we'll see you next week. Peace and love. Beyond time, there was a single dot of creative power. And from that single center, the whole universe was brought forth. And the goddess of time stood at the center of the universe she had brought forth. Her creative power was spent, for she had created much. 
but within her there was a feeling of emptiness. As her creative powers regenerated themselves, she desired more, for in creating she derived her pleasure. So she brought forth the seas and the lakes, the lush trees and plants, and all the animals to dwell therein. She brought into existence all things and set about to balance them, one unto the other, so that they would procreate and multiply. After she had completed creation of the universe and the earth within it, she desired even further pleasure. So she conceived the human form and took it unto herself. And she named herself Kali and divided herself into two, bringing forth Mahakala, the male. And she taught Mahakala the tantric pleasures and the regeneration of his own creative powers. Together these deities of Tantra brought forth the first humans and passed on to them the rituals of Tantra that they too might know the joys of complete pleasure and total union with the universe. So says the ancient Tantra Yogi Shastra. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.